Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. All right, here we go. It's Catfish on Ice episode 202 coming up quick on the NHL regular season and the season opener between the Nashville Predators and the Tampa Bay Lightning. We have an outstanding guest joining us to give us the rundown on everything we need to know about this upcoming matchup to open 23-24. That is Rod Peterson, who's got a brand new podcast, Cats and Bolts podcast. Welcome to Catfish on Ice, Rod. Chad, it's awesome. You're you're my first guy in the Hockey Podcast Network to have me on So uh, since we've officially joined. So thank you yes. so much for the warm welcome, and I'm very excited to talk hockey with you. Well, we've been connecting on social media for a while. I've been following you. I love yep. your show, your daily show. I love all the, all your content and everything. I love your hockey stuff, everything about it. So, yes, Rod Peterson and the Cats and Bolts podcast has joined the Hockey Podcast Network family, and so we're so happy to have you. Um, and and it's just great. And so I, I was like, I couldn't think of a better guest to have on um, less than a week away from the season over between the Predators and the Tampa Bay Lightning. And we are brought to you by DraftKings, promo code THPN. Please uh, hit subscribe on our YouTube channel if you're watching on YouTube. And welcome in. All right, so Rod, let's get into it right now. Let's set the table. Uh, first thing I really want to get into is, as from a Predators fan perspective, you know, the overall theme of the Lightning is that they're not the same Stanley Cup team that they were. They're, they've regressed. They've gone back to being an ordinary team. So I just want to get your thoughts overall in general on this year's version of the Tampa Bay Lightning. Well, I've been watching them since the rookie tournament in Estero. Uh, mid-September, second weekend of September. And I understand I was all rookies. Um, you know, I watched the Lightning there. Obviously, watched the Predators, too. I've seen a lot of the Predators this fall, so I hope we can talk about that in a second. But I think yeah. with the Lightning, as you know, it's the usual suspects, led by John Cooper. And, yeah, the huge news about Andre Vasilevsky going to be out till Christmas, probably. And the biggest bomb is the Steven Stamkos news. I mean, let's be honest, if that... Should have rung alarm bells. A few things caught people off guard coming out of Tampa Bay's training camp here in September. One was Steven Stamkos on the day before training camp saying he's frustrated and disappointed. Direct quote, as you probably know, that they wouldn't talk contract extension with him or a new contract with him. And it's my thing was as a guy that's been in sports my whole life. How? Why are you saying this now on the media day, the day before training camp with Steven? Why are you Steven Stamkos? Are you saying this? Unless you're really upset. And you're talking about the face of the franchise. You're talking about the captain of the Tampa Bay Lightning, Steven Stamkos. Uh, that's not good. And then, like, 10 days after that, they dropped the bomb that Andre Vasilevsky is not going to mm. be ready for the start of the regular season. And I'll be honest with you, I happened to be at a Merritt Bank Arena a day or two after that news dropped, and I was talking to the Panthers people, and I was like, did, did I miss something? Was this hinted at? Where did, and they're like, caught us off guard. So yeah. those are two really big things coming out of Tampa Bay that said just rocked everybody's world. 
And the other thing, Chad, uh, is what you just said. Um, is this the start of the slide? And we can get into a little more of that. But I had Doug McLean on my daily show today, the former coach of the Florida Panthers and Columbus Blue Jackets and Sportsnet analyst in Canada. And he go direct quote from him was, I don't like the arrogance coming off the lightning here in training camp. And I was like, well, I didn't really sense that. But if you did, Doug, you, you're in these circles more than me. So it doesn't sound great coming yeah. out of Tampa here, does it? No, it doesn't. There's a lot of uneasiness. I would, I would sense like there's a lot of uns- this is uncharted territory. If you're a new Lightning fan, if you just started following the team in the over the last maybe five years, you maybe got a little spoiled. You expected, yeah. you know, just to always be a Stanley Cup contender. And what me and you both know this, Rod. This is a very difficult league. So the fact that the Lightning even went to three straight Stanley Cups, won two of them is already just a badge of honor. But yeah, I mean, things come crashing down really fast. And so let's shift it to the Predators who are going to be facing the Lightning. I mean, the Predators have only been to one Stanley Cup final. They've been in the league since 98. And they've got a very, they've basically ripped the Band-Aid off finally. And they look like a fresh new team. They've still got the usual suspects of Roman Yossi, UC Soros, and Rome, and um, and Philip Forsberg. But You've, I want to get your thoughts on what you think about the Predators, Rod. Like with Ryan O'Reilly joining, with Luke Shen, they went heavy on some veterans who have proven they can be on a Stanley Cup team in 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 history. But what do you what do you think about the Predators offseason? I think that they're the team that I'm going to be watching the most of teams that I don't really have a reason to watch. They they just piqued my interest. The Nashville Predators and two things that you didn't mention but I know that probably are in the forefront of your mind, are Andrew Brunette behind the bench and Barry Trotz Mm -hmm. is the general manager. That's a massive makeover. And I, but I think that there, it's going to be a step up for them. As a matter of fact, I have the Minnesota wild coming out of the playoffs in the central division, Western conference and Nashville getting in. That's how much I believe in Barry Trotz. That's how much I believe in Ryan O'Reilly and Luke Shen is from, Saskatchewan, my home province. So I'm a believer in all those guys. Those were shrewd moves by Barry Trotz. And I talked to the Nashville people at that rookie tournament in Estero, and they said very different management style under Barry Trotz than his successor, David Poyle. And they said not that Poyle did anything wrong. They love David Poyle, Hall of Fame guy. But they said Barry's far more vocal, far more hands-on. And Trotsy's probably going to have to learn to back off a little bit, too. This is his first year as a general manager, not head coach. Doesn't that all add up to a heck of a lot of intrigue uh, for the Predators? The Predators are just a mystery. They're a mystery for the people who cover the team and watch them daily. But they're a mystery for the outsiders as well. No one knows where to put the Predators. And, you know, the fans I speak to, uh, close in the circles they're frustrated they're they're impatient they they they've gotten so sick of this team being a, a a semi-decent regular season team but can never get over the hump haven't won a yeah. first round series since their president's uh trophy season in in 2017-18 so there's just a lot of um uh just impatience and sick of waiting but there's a newfound energy as well surrounding this team because of what you mentioned, Rod, with Andrew Burnett as the now head coach. And I don't even want to think about how upset this fan base would be if they brought John Hines back. And I'm not trying to be any 
show any disrespect to John Hines, the former head coach, but the fans were just done with it. They were done with the stale product that uh, this team was putting out there. And so, yeah, there's a lot of newfound energy and fans are going to be watching this lightning. It's the first game of the season. It's, I feel like it's a toss up, obviously, like you never know what to expect in the first game. It's an 82 game season. Yeah. But it's a long uh, marathon, as they say, not a sprint, but you got two teams that want to get off on the right foot. Like just to go a little deeper into the Tampa Bay thing. What I've heard in hockey circles is that Julian Breezebaugh, the general manager, wants to put his stamp on the team. He wants his people. And uh, his longtime head scout, I mean, I don't know what his official title is in Tampa Bay, Al Murray, it might be assistant general manager, but he's been the talent finder, head scout in Tampa for a long time. Iserman days. Kind of in a way, the architect or found the talent for those two Stanley Cup teams you talked about in three straight Stanley Cup final appearances, he's fired. With a year left in his contract, he was fired because he was an Eisenman guy, not a Brisebois guy. Mm-hmm. So we're going to find out if they're going in the right direction under Julian Brisebois. I mean, why would you want to change course? Why would you want Steven Stamkos to sign elsewhere mm-hmm. and not yeah, finish that, his That's script? just a weird, weird situation all the way around. For sure, because yeah. um, just an outsider looking in, I've always been such a, a fan of Steven Stamkos. He's in such an easy yeah. player to just res- obviously respect, but just cheer for. Like, no matter what team he plays for, he's uh, the ultimate professional, and I can't figure out – it, it, he's definitely one of those players that it would be so strange to <laughs> see him in any other sweater than a Tampa Bay Lightning sweater. Yes, and yet – it's happened a million times. So who would have thought we'd see Mike Medano in a Detroit jersey? I still have PTSD from that. Yes. Because I honestly grew up a Dallas Stars fan. My dad worked for them. Uh, it hap- It happens. So mm-hmm. we need to, uh, I guess, get used to or think about the possibility of that. But yes, Elliot Friedman in Canada is one of the top insiders. And you see him on NHL Network. And in his 32 Thoughts podcast, his thought out of Tampa Bay was, he goes, in my circles, I'm hearing that the Lightning wouldn't be that upset to say goodbye, Stephen Stamkos. That's so crazy. And, right. And in Canada, it was a collective. <gasps> Most notably because he's a Toronto guy. And mm. that immediately got tongues wagging that maybe he would end up with the Leafs. And that's a, con- that's a discussion for another time. But you brought me on to get a sense of what's happening with the lightning. And I think we got to the heart of the matter fast. Yes. A lot's happening with the Tampa Bay lightning. Well, at least the color scheme would be similar. He goes from Tampa Bay to Toronto. Almost identical. Yes. Almost (laughs) identical. Well, I hate when they play each other. It's hard to tell them apart. So I want to get more. We have Rod Peterson on cats and bolts podcast. Please go check that out. Part of the hockey podcast network. He's got a daily sports show as well. We will share all that in the episode link. Uh, so pumped to have him on in episode 202 of Catfish on Ice as we get ready for the season opener. Less than a week away, coming up on us quick. Finally, I want to get more into, because um, it, it's really a, a, a huge pendulum swing in this matchup. If Vasilevsky's in net, um, I feel like the Predators – could run into a, just another great outstanding goaltender. You've got Soros versus Vasilevsky. Vasilevsky has historically been really good against the Predators. The Predators are trying to figure out this new offensive system. They're the only team, Rod, that hasn't won a preseason game yet. I'm not too worried about it, but no. still, 
it's worth speaking about. They're trying to figure out this new system under Andrew Burnett. I feel like Vasilevsky would just, if he was fully healthy and was able to play this game, would 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 pretty much tilt the scales pretty heavily in Tampa's favor. And I still think they're the favorite going into this game. But what what are we thinking about the the, the situation for backup goalie or who's going to go in? Are are we thinking um, uh, Johansson for the, for the Lightning? Are they going to stick with him? Or, I mean, are they going to – is there still a possibility they could add someone late in goal, like a veteran? Well, listen, as we sit here and uh, record this podcast, the Lightning have two games left, and I think that's a big indicator. that Those games will indicate who's going to start in week one. The Panthers have all – just for instance, and those games are against Florida, so the Panthers already announced Sergey Bobrovsky starts game one. Not a shock at all. Tampa has not made that declaration because they can't. So you mentioned, you know, who they affectionately call JoJo, Jonas Johansson. He started the last two games as we sit here and talk today and recorded shutouts in both for Tampa. So Mm -hmm. I would think he's got the uh, inside track, but he's not a household name. And the other guy that John Cooper, the Lightning head coach, mentioned the other day was Matt Tompkins as the other guy. And I'm like, listen, I'm a hockey guy. I was like, who's Matt Tompkins? I had to go to the computer to look him up. He's from Sherwood Park, played at OSU, and he was at well, he was a junior A guy then OSU, and he's hardly he's hardly played in the National Hockey League. And the one thing John Cooper said was, we're going to have to play better defense and not allow as many scoring opportunities, not as allow as many shots. That's what we're going to have to do while Vazzy's on the re on the mend. I got to think, Chad. This is a pretty serious surgery that he had yeah that the lightning knew all summer that it was coming how they kept that under wraps i have no idea other than sending him back to russia and so nobody could find out i it was a shock to the florida panthers people i again i gotta think the lightning knew but they didn't go out and get a goalie and so I, I guess think that's they're where they're probably going to I think see. that's where I think that's where yeah. some people are confused by is is if they knew it was coming and they knew it was this serious why didn't they get a plan B in place. And maybe, maybe uh, Johansson is a good, uh, Johansson is a good plan B. Uh, And I mean, I'll tell you right now, Predators fans have nightmares all the time because we are notorious for making unknown goalies look like Vesna trophy caliber goalies. So, (laughs) um, I mean, that's all I've gotten on social media when I've been talking about this matchup and talking about the whole Vasilevsky thing. It's like, Oh, don't worry. Predators fans will make whoever they throw in net. If it's the hot dog stand guy, they'll make him look good. So yeah. <laughs> that's just our perspective. But you know. That might be uh, what we're looking at. Uh, it, I, for your sake, I hope not. But I do want to say this. A poll came out earlier this week that Andre Vasilevsky was voted the number one goalie in the NHL by the players. I don't know if you saw this poll or not. It was put forth by the Canadian Press and Associated Press. I did Press. not see it. Okay. Well, then you didn't see who number two was. Was it Soros? Yes. By the players. Wow, and, that's, that's and great. Very well, for sure. Because that's the poll that I go by. Uh, yeah. Sorry to say, not the media. I go to these games now, and I look around the press box. I'm like, you guys aren't even watching the game. Mm-hmm. The media. And I'm like, and you guys are voting on these awards? No wonder people question them. When the players vote in these surveys, mm-hmm. I t- put a lot more stock in it. But having said that, 
I don't know if you followed the doubleheader the Predators played at the Panthers here a couple of weeks ago on that Monday. Uh, did you watch him? I was there. Everything. I, I, I caught most of the first, almost all of the first game. The second game, I did miss a good chunk of it, and I had to go back and kind of and, and, and fill myself in. So. All good. Well, the scores were 5 nothing and 5-2 Panthers, and every single thing that went at Soros went in. I was like, he's not even trying. And I've seen him play live. I, I'm like, that's not him. I get, but it is him. The program says it's him. his jersey says it's him. So he wasn't trying real hard. But I also get it. He's a gamer. He's not a practice goalie, clearly, or an exhibition goalie. But the interesting thing, and what if you would have covered a million times on your podcast, Vasilevsky six foot four, and the shooters were saying you can't even see the net when you're coming <laughs> down on Vasilevsky. And then they said, but the total opposite, UC Soros at five eleven, and I can tell you that the hockey people in Canada. I mentioned my dad being a scout for the Stars. He's not with us anymore, but he was a scout for 26 years for the Dallas Stars. They're always looking at goalies, looking at trends, and it's always been six foot, actually six two or better, higher, mm-hmm. taller goalies. Saros is like making people rethink, hmm, maybe there's something to be said for sub six foot goalies. So I'm cheering for him. I really am. I hope that he's that guy. There was also a rumor this summer, you talk about the offseason for the Preds, that the well, I got the well, rumor. I got it from an NHL scout myself that the Winnipeg Jets were talking to the Predators about a trade, Hellebuck for Sorrow. And obviously it didn't happen. I'm glad it Not didn't. yet, anyways. Uh, but obviously you're a fan and wouldn't like to see that happen. I can well, I respect the hell out of Hellebuck. Don't be wrong. I mean, you're talking about so Soros and Hellebuck, I'm sure you know, Rod, it, they, they're the two most depended on goalies in the league over the last two years. I mean, they just pile up the starts. Both the Jets and the Preds rely heavily. And I've been reading uh, throughout the offseason, I'm sure you've seen some stuff too, Rod, about how uh, I know Bruce Cassidy, the head coach of the Gold Knights, talked about it in an article I read, talking about like mm-hmm. coaches want to have a one-two punch in net. They don't want to significantly override one goaltender, wear them down. You want to have that two-pronged approach and yeah. ride the hot goaltender, pick and choose throughout the season. Okay, this guy's really on a hot streak. He, this guy is not letting anything by. We're, but the Predators aren't in that situation yet. But I will say, um, and I'm sure you know this, but like Saros has got two years left on his contract. And the Predators are in a really, really weird predicament right now. Because they've got Iroslav Askarov coming back, one of the coming up through the ranks, who's, you know, scouts say he's definitely top three prospect goalies in the world. There can be some argument on whether the, he's the best because there's some good ones out there. But they're going to have to make a decision really soon on one of those two. And you have Kevin Lankinen, who's a quality backup. So, yeah, I mean, I would hate to see Soros go, but if the right trade comes, I mean, how do you, how do you say no? Well, it's right you know what it's all going to depend on where it's all going to depend on where teams are at at trade deadline time. There's you know I, I looked that up when I heard the hell of a rumor to Winnipeg with Nashville. I looked up uh, Soros's contract and he's got a few more years. Left. He's not going anywhere. So um, this will depend on him really and how he plays. But just consider this: Nashville's in a really good position. I think what Cassidy said was right, and what you've said. You don't want one guy playing all the games, although that's probably going to happen with Bobrovsky in Florida. And let's be honest, that's what happened with Vazzy when he was healthy. 
Maybe that's why he's having back problems right now. I'm not sure. Yeah. But how would you like to be the lightning going into the season that maybe Johansson's the guy? He's probably the guy. And if not, Matt Tompkins, who we haven't really even heard of. He was a seventh-round pick of the Chicago Blackhawks, and I don't think he's played an NHL game. I like, think, um, uh, yeah. From what I remember looking up Tompkins, he looked really good in that first uh, Lightning-Preds preseason game, though. He did. Take that for what it's worth, but he did look good in that game. Well, that's the one thing about goaltenders, and I was one. All you can do is stop the buck. Uh, I don't know if you remember a goalie for the Minnesota North Stars in the 80s by the name of Don Beaupre. He wasn't very big, and they he was asked about not being very big. He goes, I just have to stop the puck. I don't need to beat it up. So preseason, regular season, playoffs, just stop the puck. And so, if you know, I'm with you. So good, so far, so good for Matt Tompkins, but they are not in an ideal situation. But the one thing that we should talk about is how the Lightning lineup has been overhauled. Because um, when they play, you're not going to see the Corey Perry's and the Pat Maroons. Uh, Kalorn's gone. Uh, their entire fourth line's changed. It's a very talented team, but they made a significant move to get younger with all those guys gone. So, probably won't be a chippy game as the ones you've seen in the past with those guys gone. Yeah, I, I would say that the Lightning are still extremely top-heavy and have some of the best uh, stars in the mm-hmm. game, obviously, with Kucherov and Braden Point. And I still think Victor Hedman is, I would argue, maybe a top-five defenseman in this league, even at his age now. I mean, I, I, they're still going to win a lot of games. They're still going to be in a playoff race. Are they a Stanley Cup dynasty type of team? No, but... They're still a quality team. They're in a tough division, obviously, and then a lot of things have to work themselves out. Um, I want to so since we're since we have tons of Predators fans listening, and first of all, Rod Rod Peterson, thank you so much for joining our podcast. It's it's been an honor and a pleasure that you jumped on and found some time with your busy schedule to jump on. Our listeners are going to love this episode, and it, I, I'm just it's been such a blast these last twenty minutes just doing this podcast in this segment with you, but. Our Predators fans, even though he no longer plays for this team, I want to revisit the trade. I think you know where I'm going with this, and I want to talk about the guy that no matter who he plays for, Predators fans in Smashville will always love this player, and that is Tanner Janot. How did you know that I love him, too? How did you know that I love him, too? uh, Because everybody loves Tanner Janot. Yeah. So what do you see his role with this team? Um, going into his first full year, I know he only scored four points in 20 games, but he is so much more than just a point scorer, obviously. So what do you see with his, his role with his team and 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 what he's going to do for the Tampa Bay Lightning this season? Um, you're not going to like this, nor are your Predators fans, but he's going to be uh, awesome for Tampa. And I'll, and I'll be honest with you, he's from Oxbow, Saskatchewan. Same home province as me. I followed him in junior, called his games. I mean, I'm not that far removed from living up there. And just when he came out of junior, because I believe he was undrafted, I had a lot of NHL teams calling me saying, what can you tell us about Tanner Jenner? And I said, uh, he might be an even better NHLer than he is a junior, and he was a great junior. He said, he honest player, tough player, gritty player and a reliable player. Does that sound like what you saw in oh, Nashville? Yeah. <laughs> He's all those things. Yeah. And he ended up signing with Nashville. I told every team that 
And uh, he was that for Nashville. So when they traded him, I was I was surprised. But I'm like, Predators' loss is the Lightning's gain. And you mentioned his stats there. We're modest, but – and then he got hurt in the playoffs. I think he would have had – or before the playoffs, I think he would have had a significant impact on that Leafs series that went six for Tampa if he was healthy. Yes. And, um, and it's a funny story. Brett Wilson, the name may not mean anything to you guys, but he's one of the Predators' owners. He's a good friend of mine. And he's a huge TV star in Canada. Like, you're familiar with Shark Tank, Chad, on ABC? Oh, yeah. Shark Tank? Well, Definitely. the Canadian version is called Dragon's Den, and he's one of the dragons uh, <laughs> on that on, in Canada. So I've stayed pretty close to the Nashville scene because of Brett. He's, he's from Saskatchewan, too billionaire oil and gas guy. And so funny story. He was in downtown Nashville going to a game across the street in front of Tootsie's waiting at a red light. And who does he run into but Tanner Janot's mom and dad and Tanner. I think they were on the way to the rink. Tanner had no idea who he was. Doesn't watch CBC, doesn't watch Brett. But his parents were jumping up and down asking to get their picture taken with him <laughs> and autographed wow. with Brett Wilson. Story. Yeah, but Tanner had no idea who he was. Which does not surprise me. Tanner, just old school, meat and potatoes kind of guy, and uh, he's going to be great for Tampa. I don't think Lightning's fans know what they what they're getting. Yeah, I mean he's he's like you said, meat and potatoes. He's a guy you want to have on your on your squad when you when you are in the playoffs. It is it's a big letdown that he wasn't able to play in that series because he is a playoff type of player. Like he's not going to stuff the stat sheet all the time. Even though he did score, he had one season with the Preds when he really got his chance to break out and be a a regular NHLer. He proved that he can score goals. I mean, he's not like some uh, black hole that can't score goals. Like, no, this guy has a two way game to him. He's got some chippiness. Obviously, he needs to rein in his emotions at times and not take the really bad penalties. But he's an enforcer that can score goals. I mean, uh, and he, what, yeah. What, Sorry, what can you ask for? He, he fought the other night and scored uh, when Tampa Bay beat Florida two nothing in Orlando uh, in a very physical game. It wasn't like a couple of years ago when the two teams brawled all night, which I thought was awesome. But yeah, so Tanner will come in with the Preds or with the Lightning to face the Preds in Game One, yeah, and uh, it's gonna be hard to I watch know. that for us. Yeah, do you think they'll do a video uh, tribute for him or not? Uh, whenever he comes back to to Nashville uh, to play at Nashville, I, I would love it. He wasn't here that long, but yeah, I think exactly. that I think that the team understands how much this fan base really gravitated around him and loved him in his short amount of time here. Blue collar guy, uh, heart undrafted guy, all that stuff embodies what Smashville is about. We've never had a lot of superstars with the Predators. Roman Yossi, outside of goaltenders, really Roman Yossi and Shea Weber, you know, defenseman has been our league-wide superstars. We've ne- we've always been eluded by finding that dynamic scoring type of forward or center. But um, Tanner Janot, I mean, he just really took the fan base by storm, and they just it was hard to see him go. You get that Hall of Draft pick, so you understood yeah. it. You understood it, but it was still really, really difficult. But, um, uh, Rod, it's been a pleasure. I'm sure we'll we'll catch up with you again at some point. Rod Peterson, Cats and Bolts podcast, daily sports show. We'll share um, all of his stuff in the episode description below and on all of our social media accounts. Rod, thank you so much, man. Chad, I really appreciate it. Thank you, and I want to get you on my show too. 
talk some Preds if you're down with Let's that. Let's do it. Yeah, I'm always available to talk about hockey with anyone who will have me. <laughs> anyone who will have me. Me too. Me too. All right, we're gonna we're gonna move along here. We got another segment here at the end of two, episode two hundred two. Just a quick um, segment on some of, some of the latest news around the Predators. But until then, take care, everybody. Thanks for watching on YouTube. Please hit subscribe below. Hit it really helps a ton. And until then, everyone have a great rest of your day. Take care. All right, continuing on in episode 202 of Catfish on Ice with your host, Chad Minton. Thank you so much to Rod Peterson just now for joining us to get you ready for Preds Lightning, which is coming up in just a few days. The long wait is over, but the Lightning, we just discussed it, not your same old Lightning that was a dynasty team in the past. They still have all the great superstars like Kucherov and Braden Point. We talked about Steven Stamkos and the really uneasy things around his contract. That's certainly something that Lightning fans are freaking out about. And, of course, Andre Vasilevsky, the unfortunate news that he's going to be out at least till Christmas, up to two months, maybe even more. You never know with the back injury. We talked about what is going to possibly happen with their backup goalie situation, talked about a range of topics, got into Tanner Janot, the former fan favorite for the Predators, who is now with the Lightning going into his first full season, blue-collar, hard-hitting guy. What's he going to mean to the Lightning? It's going to be really strange seeing him go up against the Predators. Not going to be fun to watch, but hey, it is what it is. It's a business. Going to wrap up episode 202 with... A preseason preview with for you with the Carolina Hurricanes. The Predators have yet to win a preseason game yet. No one should get overly worked up over that. It's not a big deal. But at the same time, you would like to get some, some winning mojo going for you before we get into the regular season. That, that part is definitely true. So as much as preseason games don't matter, you do want some good vibes. You want to get a win here, especially considering – that according to the Carolina Hurricanes official website and head coach Rod Brindamar, a lot of prospects are, are coming up against the Predators uh, tonight on this Thursday night is when we're recording this right now. Predators hosting the Carolina Hurricanes. We've got two more preseason games left against the Hurricanes. Rod Brindamar also stated that the final preseason game will be more of a dress rehearsal where, we're, where we'll see more of the top players for the Hurricanes. So tonight, before we get into that, I'm going to break down the roster that the Predators are throwing out there against the Hurricanes on October 5th on this Thursday night at home for Bridgestone Arena against the Hurricanes. Before we do that, let's tell you about our sponsor, DraftKings, and our current offer. We're back with another week of football, and DraftKings Sportsbook is keeping us in on the NFL action with great offers every single game day. New customers can bet $5 and get $200 instantly in bonus bets. Throw five down on any of this week's epic matchups to walk away an instant winner. NFL has been so unpredictable this year. Uh, craziness, upsets, don't know who to trust. Even the favorites every week are not necessarily favorites. So if you've got an inside edge or you think you know what's going on with football and the NFL, 
and you haven't used our promo code yet, THPN on the DraftKings Sportsbook app, what are you waiting on? And DraftKings isn't stopping there. All customers can take advantage of two new offers every game day as we move into October. Football is more fun when you're in it, in on the action. So download the app now and sign up with code THPN. New customers can bet just $5 to get $200 instantly in bonus bets only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL with code THPN. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net in New York. Call 877-8-H-O-P-E-N-Y or text H-O-P-E-N-Y, that's 467-369 in Connecticut. Help is available. For problem gambling, call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas. Licensed partner, Golden Nugget, Lake Charles, Louisiana. 21 and up age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario, see sportsbook.com slash draftkings.com slash football terms for eligibility. Let me say that again. See sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms for eligibility. Terms and responsible gaming resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. All right. Thank you to DraftKings for sponsoring Catfish on Ice. Please take advantage of that NFL offer if you haven't already. All right, let's look over this Predators roster tonight for preseason game number five, and they're throwing out almost all of their major players. We're going to see Roman Yossi. We're going to see Philip Forsberg. We're going to see Ryan O'Reilly. We're going to see all the young players that we love to watch, like Tommy Novak and Luke Evangelista, Yusuf Parsonen. Very interesting lineup. Tomasino is going to be out there. You're pretty much seeing the lineup you can expect in the season opener against the Tampa Lightning. With a few caveats, there's still some things to, to sort out here. I'm not even talking about line combinations. That is a complete mystery. We don't even know what the line combinations are going to look like from Andrew Burnett. But I will say, this is vast majority of what your starting lineup is going to look like against Tampa, with some exceptions. Let's first talk about the waiver claiming of Samuel Fahimo. We've already talked about it actually in episode 201, but let's get more into it. He's going to make his Preds debut tonight for the preseason. And this is a guy who is trying to earn his way onto this roster because here's how it's going to work. If for some reason he does not make the Predators roster, then he's going to go back on waivers. And there's a good chance that someone else will claim him including the team that just waived him, the Los Angeles Kings. That's how up in the air this situation is. So for Fahimo, he's trying to earn his way on to an NHL roster. So this is a massive, massive game for Samuel Fahimo against the Hurricanes on this Thursday evening. And he will be in the lineup. He is listed. Where I think he'll be placed is also very hard to predict. But... When you look over these lines and who's not in the lineup tonight, it's a lot of your fourth-line depth guys who aren't in the lineup. Michael McCarron is not in the lineup. Cole Smith is not in the lineup. Mark Jankowski was waived yesterday by the Predators. You're hoping he goes back 
to the Admirals and gets unclaimed. I've, I got to look up to see if he was claimed or not. A lot going on today, so I will pull that up and let you know because I have not checked yet. Um, but yes. So, yes, according to Chris Johnston of TSN Hockey, everyone yesterday was unclaimed. So that means Mark Jankowski was not claimed, which is good news for the Predators. That means he's going back to the Milwaukee Admirals, and he will be available possibly to come back up to the Predators at some point this upcoming season. Jankowski proved that he can definitely be a player that can help your bottom six and be a reliable player. So you definitely didn't want to lose him, but it's a numbers game. So it's good that he got went uncleared. I think that's good news for the Predators. But let's look more. So Cole Smith, Michael McCarron are the two main ones that aren't in the lineup tonight to make room for Fahimo to maybe make an impression. I would expect Fahimo to be on the fourth line tonight, but maybe they give him a huge opportunity to play higher in the lineup just to see what he's all about and see what he can do. That could happen as well. Kiefer Sherwood's in the lineup. I think he's safe. I think Kiefer Sherwood has nothing to worry about. And he's going to be in the Predators lineup. Michael McCarron, Cole Smith, I don't know. It's hard to figure out right now. Yusuf Parsonen, we're going to get to see him back in the Predators lineup. He's been nursing a day-to-day injury throughout training camp and the preseason. Going to be fun to watch him out there. Let me shift to the defensive side of things. And what's really interesting and really even more things to sort out. And that is the fact that Alexander Carrier is going to be in. Dante Fabro is not in tonight. I'm not saying that means that Dante Fabro is losing his position and he's not going to be in the, he's not going to be in the regular season lineup because you got two left. So you'd expect Dante Fabro will get one more look in the preseason as well. But tonight on this Thursday against the Carolina Hurricanes, You've got Alexander Carrier in the lineup. You've got your top four set defensemen, veterans already in there tonight. Luke Shen, Roman Yossi, Tyson Berry, Ryan McDonough. You've got Alexander Carrier tonight. You've got Jeremy Lazan in tonight. I think if that, I think if Jeremy Lazan and Alexander Carrier turn in really, really strong games that really makes the coaching staff pleased then you could see a scenario where Dante Fabro does not start in the season opener. Maybe he's a healthy scratch and he makes the final lineup, but he doesn't actually play. That could happen. That could definitely happen. I, I feel like Dante Fabro is definitely going to be on the roster. You're not going to put him on waivers. So he's going to be on the lineup. You've got Mark Delgaizo, who is stuck around. I would suspect to see him in the final preseason game, most likely, but definitely think that all eyes are going to be on Alexander Carrier and how he plays tonight to see if he can be a starter in the opening night roster. Same goes for Jeremy Lazan. And then you're going to see Del Gaizo and Fabro move back into the lineup on the final preseason game against the Hurricanes, which comes on a Friday. So if you're listening to this podcast on a Friday, then that's going to be today's matchup with the Carolina Hurricanes. So that's what I got there. That's what I'm watching for. UC Soros and Kevin Lankinen are your two goaltenders against the Hurricanes tonight. So definitely would like to see Soros get tested and make some really good saves, get his timing down, get locked in, get some reps in, get ready. 
for the Tampa Bay Lightning on October 10th because this is going to be his last action until that game. So you definitely want him coming out on a good note. You don't want anything going on where he gets roasted for three or four goals. And I've already mentioned that the Hurricanes are throwing out mainly prospects and tryout players. So if Soros gets roasted against those players, that could be a bad look. You don't want that to happen. So as much as it's preseason and it doesn't matter, it still kind of matters, especially when you're this close to the regular season opener, five days away. You don't want your star starting goalie, franchise goalie, to just get roasted in his last preseason action before he goes into the season opener. So we want to see a strong game from Soros. Then you'll get the keys handed over to Lankanen to close it all out tonight. And then we'll see what happens in the final preseason game. I would expect to see Iroslav Askarov one more time. And maybe Lankanen gets the final start as well. We'll see how that works out. That's what I would expect. Uh, this would probably be Saros's last preseason action until the regular season opener. So that's what we got for you there. It's been an outstanding episode with Rod Peterson of the Cats and Bolts podcast. We were so honored to have him on. We've got a new episode, a live episode, jam-packed with awesome topics coming to you this Saturday night. We never have Saturday night catfish on ice. Never. Never happens. It's happening. This weekend, Saturday night, live on our YouTube channel. Hit subscribe. Also, we'll be live on X at Catfish Ice. Also, on our Facebook page, we'll be live. Hit follow on all those accounts if you could. But yes, we will be live this Saturday with my outstanding co-host, Rich Howe, to talk about some really, really awesome topics that... You need to really, really look forward to spend some Saturday night talking hockey with us. Can't wait for that. Until then, thank you so much. This is your host, Chad Minton. Thank you to Rod Peterson of Cats and Bolts Podcast. Thank you to the Hockey Podcast Network for giving us this platform. Thank you to our outstanding sponsor, DraftKings Sportsbook, promo code THPN. This has been episode 202 of Catfish on Ice. We will see you this Saturday night for a live episode. Have a great weekend. Have a great rest of your week. Thanks, everybody. Appreciate it.